And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Big Football Show. I'm Ari Wasserman, former Ohio State beat writer, national recruiting writer now, and I'm here with Jesse Temple, uh, the best Wisconsin beat writer on planet Earth. And because there's a Big Ten football team in the national championship game, this is the national championship edition. Uh, we didn't think we were going to get to this point, Jesse, but uh, here we are, and I guess we can start this episode like we always do, and, and that's you breaking down where we are with our, our Friday picks and how embarrassing I was this year. So just humiliate me, and then we'll get into the discussion about the national title game. Well, we might as well review our bowl season picks, which were not as many games as they would have been in any other year, but that's okay. We had four games that we picked from, so I'll just run through them real quickly. Wisconsin was a seven and a half point favorite against Wake Forest in the famous Duke's Mayo Bowl, and we we didn't pick the Badgers to cover because they hadn't scored much of anything for weeks. They won 42-28, to so I certainly didn't see that coming, especially after they trailed 14-0 early, but the defense intercepted four passes on four straight drives in the second half and gave the offense a short field. Second game, Ohio State was a, a seven-and-a-half-point dog against Clemson in the college football playoff semifinal. Um, we both picked the Buckeyes in that one, if I'm not mistaken. I think we felt pretty good about uh, the Buckeyes being a two-score dog, and obviously they won 49-28, to and I know we're going to dive much more into that game in, in Ohio State. Last two games, Northwestern was a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Auburn in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, if you recall, you thought Auburn would cover because the Tigers had more mm-hmm. highly rated high school recruits. And mm-hmm. I told you, that doesn't matter when a college football team is mediocre. I've seen it many times when Wisconsin plays a team in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Northwestern won 35-19 and covered, so I got that one. And lastly, you turn the tables on me here because Indiana was a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Ole Miss in the Outback Bowl. I picked the Hoosiers. Ole Miss won 26-20. You went with the Rebels, so... We both went 2-2 two and two during the bowl-slash-opening round of the college football playoffs with one to go. And our season totals now, uh, I'm 29-21 and 21 against the spread. You're 20-30, and 30, so that's where we stand ahead of the national championship game. How does well, that first, make you feel? It doesn't. It makes me feel terrible because I'm actually the one that's into gambling, and uh, you don't really do it at all, and you embarrass me. And you know what? I, if I was going to lose to somebody, losing to you, Jesse, is is a little bit better than losing to somebody else because I just like you. Um, the one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, Mr. Wisconsin, as we get into uh, the national title races, does it the Wake Forest pick count when Sam Hartman was clearly shaving points in that game? <laughs> um, yes, it does count. I What really happened was Wisconsin knew exactly what Wake Forest was going to run. They talked about it after the game. They said defensive coordinator Jim Leonard saw on film that when they were in third to three and eight, they would run this play in the low hook zone to the slot receiver. They knew exactly what was coming. They literally picked off the same pass twice uh, and ran it down inside the red zone. So well, that makes me feel um, a little bit better because as I was watching the Wisconsin game, uh, I thought 
how on earth, are, after it was 14 nothing, I'm like, this is the easiest play of all time. Like, getting two scores, Wake Forest is, is a pretty solid offense. They're up 14 nothing. I thought they were going to win the game outright. And then all of a sudden, Sam Hartman started throwing lasers to linebackers' chests over and over and over again. I, I like, that was, honestly, did he throw a pick? You covered it. Five possessions in a row or four possessions in a row? Four possessions in a row, and the crazy thing is, going into that game, he'd thrown one pick in 236 throws. So obviously, the uh, the defense figured something out, and it was a good way for Wisconsin to go out on what's been uh, a, a crazy up and down season. But they finished 500 for the uh, 19th straight season, so good way for them to go out. But I know the listeners are here for the Ohio State Alabama game, and I think we should just get right to it, Ari. Um, as we're discussing this, Ohio State is an eight point underdog. May wind up somewhere between seven and eight, but uh, I think that it will matter whether it's a two possession game or not. You have extensive experience covering Ohio State. You've seen them for many years. This is an excellent Alabama team, as we expected. Here's the big question Is Ohio State good enough to beat Alabama? The thing that was most interesting about the Ohio State win over Clemson isn't the fact that they ended up winning. It's the fact that the majority of their production, um, at least defensively, came from players that were afterthoughts. Like every single thing that happened for Ohio State in that game was getting every ounce of talent out of that roster. Because you know you're going to get most most of the time from Justin Fields, especially in a in a major setting like a college football playoff semifinal. So you have to you can't act like that was a surprise. Maybe throwing six touchdown passes and only six incompletions is a surprise because that's just a bonkers game against a really good Clemson team, but. Guys like Justin Hilliard uh, swarming around. Uh, Jonathan Cooper had the best game of his career. Tyreek Smith kind of had a breakout. They had true freshmen like Lathan Ransom playing important minutes in the secondary. Um, so, like, Ohio State was able to spring every ounce of talent and let it loose. And going into that game, Jesse, I think the biggest you know question was whether or not Ohio State was, having only played six games in the regular season and in the Big Ten championship total, was going to be able to spring a game like that together and, and put themselves in a position to play. And they did. So, listen, if you're going to ask me, is Ohio State going to get the most out of every single player on the field against Alabama, then I absolutely think that they have a chance to win. Um, I covered Ohio State's 2014 national championship run, and it was a time during which that team seemed damaged and fractured going into the postseason, and then everything kind of clicked at the same time, and they ended up beating Bama and, and going to the national championship and then winning the national championship. So obviously that was six years ago. That doesn't really pertain to what we're seeing now. Uh, but, you know, Alabama's a juggernaut, and I think that we all, as consumers of the sport, look at this and think, hey, you know, Alabama can't get beaten by anybody. But the fact of the matter is, is that Ohio State and Clemson and maybe Georgia to on some Saturdays when things are going well or LSU, there's only a handful of teams that are equipped from a talent standpoint to compete with Alabama at this level. And Ohio State's one of them. So, you know, I think that the spread is kind of tricky because when it gets down to seven, if you can buy down to six and a half, you might think taking Bama. But you know, Ohio State getting two scores against anybody is a gift. And only times that they've been two, two, two score underdogs in the last seven or eight years just off the top of my head were the Alabama game uh, back in 2014 in the semifinal and then this one here uh, against Clemson, and they won both outright. So, you know, I think right now Alabama's probably healthier. Uh, Ohio State really took a ton of, of hits and, and was banged up and had some guys out in the Clemson game and you know, in terms of 
getting back together in terms of health and and getting up again because Clemson was their Super Bowl. I think there's some some talk there. But if the question is whether or not Ohio State has a chance to win the game, I think absolutely they do if things go the right way. Yeah, that's a diplomatic way to respond. I, I That's probably different than answering if Ohio State is straight up good enough to beat Alabama. I certainly think the Buckeyes have a chance. Look what they just did to Clemson. That put everybody on notice that the Buckeyes were worthy of being in that game. But you talk about the the talent level that Ohio State has and, and, and both teams, really. Can you give us a talent breakdown in your mind? Where does Ohio State have an advantage? Yeah, I don't know that Ohio State – like, where would you say Ohio State has an advantage? Uh, it's, like, funny because Alabama is the only team that Ohio State has faced since they played Alabama in 2014 that has more talent on their roster than they do. Every single game, that's it. Now, Alabama – on the flip side, has played Georgia a few times. And in the last few years, Georgia um, has actually eclipsed both Ohio State and Alabama in the 247 composite talent rankings because Georgia has had an insane uh, run of recruiting. But all the teams that Alabama is beating the crap out of and mauling, even in the SEC, the big bag SEC, they're not equipped from a talent standpoint the way that Ohio State is. And that's going to create a unique challenge for Alabama in this game. So... Right now, I think both offenses uh, are very, very good. And I know I'm know i sure that everybody's like rolling their eyes, of course. Um, and the thing that I've noticed the most is all the talk about uh, Devontae Smith and Mac Jones and all that stuff. And it's like hard to envision Ohio State keeping them under 35 points. But on the flip side, Ohio State's receivers between Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, and you know they signed six receivers last year, all of which were top 100 players. Their receivers might be just as good. Maybe not anybody individually as good as, as Smith, but cumulatively speaking, they are there too. So um, Trey Sermon all of a sudden turned into Eddie George out of nowhere. Uh, I would have said that he like blatantly sucks if you would have asked me that a month ago, and now he's rushing for 500 yards in two postseason games. That's crazy. Um, so like to me, the over-under in this game, Jesse, is 75, and, and we're talking about a, two teams that might be you know, putting up 40 points each in this one, and whoever wins is going to just have to outscore the other. And that's kind of where I'm looking right now. I think Alabama's defense is better than Ohio State's. I think uh, Alabama's running back is better than Ohio State's. Alabama's receivers are on par cumulatively with Ohio State's. They have the best stars in the game. I think three players finish in the top five of the Heisman race. It's kind of hard for me to sit here and act like Ohio State has a, a talent advantage or an advantage here. But the one thing I will say, if I had to say one thing, is that Ohio State's defensive line, the way that they performed uh, in that Clemson game, can probably rattle uh, Mac Jones more than he's been rattled this year. And that's a pretty remarkable thing to think because they don't have Chase Young anymore. You know, But you know the way that Ohio State played in that Clemson game, if they were to come out and play like that again – I don't think there's anybody in the country that they can't beat. And, you know, right now, this is a pretty exciting matchup because uh, you're on the verge of a national championship. And if Ohio State does end up winning this game somehow, they will have gotten through Clemson and Alabama to win it all. And that would be a pretty remarkable statement from a Big Ten team. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I wanted to ask you about Ohio State's defense because I think that the natural and most obvious storyline is, as you said, the offenses are putting up points aplenty. Alabama right now is second in the FBS in scoring offense, 48.2 points per game. And Ohio State is tied for fifth at 43.4 points. And I think anybody who's watched Big Ten football understands the quick strike ability that the Buckeyes have. And I anticipate this being a pretty highly uh, high scoring game. But how does Ohio State's defense, I'm not going to say stop Alabama because certainly no one's come close to doing that. Um, You know, they only scored 31 against Notre Dame, but that game wasn't really uh, a, a significant contest. How do they slow this offense that's got, as you said, three of the top five candidates for Heisman, uh, a wide receiver who is unbelievable? Um, you know, in, in the Heisman discussion, you just don't hear wide receivers like that very often. And a quarterback who's been slicing and dicing everybody who just threw for 297 yards and four touchdowns with no picks in the, in the semifinal. How does Ohio State's defense mix it up here and, and make it a game? I think Ohio State has to accept the fact that Bama's probably going to score 35 or more points. Like, that's that's the way it is. So the, the thing that I would say is you have to find a way to string together some stops. And the way that you do that is by pressuring Mac Jones and using your defensive line to make things uncomfortable on a few possessions, at least in the first half, to keep this game close. And it's funny because Clemson came out and they scored a, a touchdown on their first drive, and it's like, oh boy, here we go. Because Ohio State's defense has been prone to give up points. They gave up points in the second half against Indiana. Um, They've had some big play breakdowns. They've had some personnel issues in the secondary. And against Clemson, I don't think that you could come up with an identifiable weakness in that game. And that's what makes it so remarkable. So which Ohio State are we talking about? The one that we were arguing about three weeks ago about whether or not they should get into the playoff over Texas A&M or the product that we just saw against Clemson? And I think that given what they did, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt of saying, hey, they kind of found something here. They're peaking at the right time, and they're playing really good football. So I I think that it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, I voted Devontae Smith to win the Heisman because he's like the best player I've seen in a long time. Um, and I think you have to go into this game knowing the guy's probably going to catch 200 yards worth of passes and score twice. It's a matter of whether or not you think you can win the game despite that. And I think Ohio State can. Uh, so to me... The one way that they can contain this, I think, is to get into Mac Jones' face as as much as they did with Trevor Lawrence. 
make them uncomfortable. They don't always have to get home and finish with sacks, but they got to do something to just get their quarterback out of a rhythm. Because as much as Mac Jones has had a Joe Burrow-like statistical season, I don't know that anybody or any team that they've played this year has been able to disrupt his rhythm. And that's a big part of it, you know? So uh, if Ohio State's defensive line can really, really duplicate what they were able to do against Clemson, which I still can't believe they did, by the way. I mean, you're you're having guys uh, that were uh, either injury-prone or weren't playing at the highest level or not reaching their potential, all of a sudden all play their best game at the same time. So can they do that again? That's one of the major questions here. But I think Ohio State's only chance at, at at least slowing Alabama down is to make sure that Mac Jones can't get into a rhythm. Yeah, I voted for Smith, too, for the Heisman, and he went out and sort of validated that again in the semifinal because he caught seven passes for 130 yards and three touchdowns. Just an unbelievably dynamic game changer. I want to flip it around on you and talk about uh, Ohio State's offense here because Justin Fields was ridiculous. He had 385 yards passing, six touchdowns and an interception. He threw four touchdowns in a little over a quarter during the first half to basically put this thing away. And you talked about what Trey Servan's done. He's run for 524 yards in the last two games. Just really impressive. But we have to monitor Justin Fields' ribs right now, it feels like. Mm -hmm. I mean, he said after the game that he acknowledged his ribs hurt after every throw. What's your level of concern there? Uh, do you think that could have an impact or will have an impact uh, on the national title game? On the Zoom after the game, he had a hard time sitting down in the chair in front of the camera. So, like, from that standpoint, unless he's putting some pepper on there and, and kind of, you know, making it a little bit more dramatic because he, uh, you know, was the hero of the show, I, I think that it's absolutely going to have an impact. I mean, I don't know if you saw that shot. The whole world did. How many bones would you have broken if that hit happened to you? Like all of them? Would you cease to exist? I would die. A linebacker yeah. like Skowski's crown of his helmet going into your rib cage? Like, I, I don't know if we're 100% certain that he didn't fracture a rib on that play. And the way that he came out and played in the game, and, and not only played the game, but laser show out there. It was insane. So I, I can't imagine what his body felt like the next day once he got a, a night's sleep and showered up and, and kind of let that injury settle a little bit. So I do think that it's an interesting dynamic to have to try to 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 monitor going into the game, and we know for sure that Ohio State's not going to be forthcoming about his condition. <laughs> you know, it's just going to be a matter of wait and see and how he does. Now, I don't know; these guys are the most you know in shape physical athletes that you can imagine at this age, and you know, a nine or ten day layoff might be the, the extra few days that a team like this might need to get healthy. Um, they have some guys missing. Uh, that might be able to get back into the mix and play in this game. Uh, so, you know, but from a standpoint of health, Jesse, what I think is so fascinating is that Dabo and everybody who lives in the southern part of the country question whether or not Ohio State belonged in the playoff to begin with because they didn't play enough games. And now I think you could make the argument that they are far less healthy than Alabama is going into this football game. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about that. This, this is the last question I'll ask you, and then we'll, we'll make make some final picks here. But uh, I, I thought it was worth 
breaking down this game in detail because this is the first one of these where we only had one game to dissect. So um, there was a lot of discussion, particularly in the semifinal, about whether Ohio State deserved to be there. Obviously, Dabo didn't think so. Had him voted number 11, and Ohio State was plenty motivated and came out and that won, that, won that game. Is there any way that you see this has been an advantage for Ohio State at this point? You talk about they're more banged up. This team played seven games so far. Alabama's played 12. Um, that is a substantial amount of football that Ohio State did not have to play to reach the same point. What's your perspective on that as we get to the national title game? Yeah, I, I think that's a kind of a tricky question because the only way that you can answer it is if you know how people feel. <laughs> you know, And I think that the common sense of this is, well, Ohio State played seven less games, so they're far fresher and far healthier. And I think in some instances you can make that point. I think that the idea that Ohio State had an easier or a path of less resistance on the way to the national championship game is certainly a valid discussion. Um, But as far as where things are going right now, I think if a team has 10 days to prepare and they're, they're moderately healthy, that these kids bounce back pretty quickly. And I don't know if I would like look at this game and say, hey, I think Ohio State has a better chance to win because they played less during the regular season. Like, I don't know if Ohio State playing in uh, Maryland in Illinois on top of what they already did would make them any more or less likely to be uh, uh, healthy or fast or fresh in this football game. So, you know, from a, from a just basic math standpoint, yeah, of course they're, they're fresher. But if you watched the Notre Dame Alabama game, that game was a cakewalk for Bama and like Ohio state got mauled and that was a really tough game. Now I know Ohio state won comfortably, but they didn't stop playing at all at any point in the game. Clemson is athletic as hell. And Justin Fields took a shot to the rib cage. Guys left. The, I mean, Wyatt Davis, their their potential first-round pick offensive lineman got banged up. They didn't have five-star defensive end, Zach Harrison. Like, they're dealing with COVID issues that are still lingering uh, in some cases. Their backup running back's not playing. And I think it's just kind of fascinating, too, because going into the, the Clemson game, Jesse, they didn't have the same COVID protocols. Like, Ohio State was testing a day or two later after Clemson, and it's possible that Clemson might have had some positives, especially because their offensive coordinator was out with it. So, you know, from a from a mileage standpoint, absolutely, Ohio State's played less games, and they should be, in theory, fresher uh, as a result of it. But I don't know that I would take one or the other and say this gives them a distinct advantage, because I do think, you know, now that we have the benefit of Ohio State having beaten Clemson the way that they did to say that they're playing their best football, but... They had a lot of things they had to work through, and they didn't have the benefit of playing a team that they would be favored by 30 points in order to figure some of that stuff out. So I think that right now you got two teams that are close to being the final product. Um, Ohio State's got the better quarterback, but that quarterback now might have a fractured rib, at the very least a bruised rib or or five ribs. And I don't know. It's kind of a a tough thing to answer, but you know, it's a it's a long answer. Sorry about that. Uh, But I, I don't think it gives them an advantage either way. I think it's all kind of we are where we are at this point. Well, let's get to the pick here. I'll go first and clear the way for you to uh, to break it down one last time, Ari. Um, despite the season that you've had, you've earned the right here to, to make the, the the final word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. I, um, I'll go first if you want. <laughs> no, I'll get out. I'll, no. I, I, okay, I'll, go uh, ahead, Jesse. I'll say what I have to say. It, it won't be long because we've pretty much broken it all down at this point. To me, if Ohio State is a two-score underdog, I, I like the Buckeyes in this one. That doesn't mean that... Um, I necessarily think they're going to win. It, the, the big question for me up in the air is is Justin Fields' status and how effective he can be, and I don't think we're going to know the answer, as you said, until we 
get to the game and see exactly what he has. But the offense has been so dynamic down the stretch here. Chris Olave caught six passes for 132 yards and two touchdowns against Clemson. We talked about Trey Sermon. He ran for 193 yards and a touchdown, and and Fields was spectacular. And I know Alabama can match those players stride for stride and are superior, um, even which is just crazy to say. I just think this is going to be a close one-possession type of game because both these terms of teams have earned the right to be here, and they're going to play at the highest level. So that's why I'm picking the Buckeyes as a, as a two-score underdog. Where are you at on this one, Ari? This is a Big Ten podcast, so I think we're both going to end the season on the on the same side. I, I am very curious to see the day of the game, uh, whether or not Alabama is going to be under seven, because I think you might be tempted to take Alabama at six and a half if that happens. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to get to that point because Alabama is going to be the clear favorite in terms of who people want to bet on because they're a juggernaut. Uh, but as far as Ohio State getting two scores, the stat I said earlier in the game in, in the podcast in terms of this, what this game is is Ohio State's been a two score underdog I think twice in the last decade and they won both games outright. Um, I think it's possible that things are clicking for them at the right level. I think Ohio State has a better quarterback and I think that they've got an offense that can score a ton of points. Now, if you're going to give me all that and two scores, I think I take the two scores, and that was the way I felt about the Clemson game, and they ended up being not just two scores uh, worse, but, uh, you know, three scores better. Um, So in terms of where we're at, um, I'm very curious to see Jalen Waddell, uh, the spectacular wide receiver that broke his ankle uh, in the first half of the season now is returned to practice. Uh, And I think it's going to be interesting to see whether he can get back. But like Jalen Waddell is like the second best receiver in college football. And you're just going to toss that back into Alabama. You know, I think there's certain things that might shake you up. I'm picking Alabama to win the game. But I think from a betting standpoint, you have to take two scores with a team that's this talented. Alabama hasn't faced or seen a team this year that is as talented as Ohio State. Ohio State seems to be playing as best as they can. They've got 10 days to get healthy. They've got a better quarterback. They've got an offense that can score a ton. Eight points to me is just too much to, to pass up. Well, there you have it. <laughs> that That's a wrap on this bad boy. You want to uh, close this thing out, Ari, in style? Uh, I'll miss you. I'll, I'll miss you too. I'm sure we'll be <laughs> back at it again next season. I'll miss the fact that I won most weeks and, and uh, won going away in the end. It didn't even yeah. have to break a sweat. Well, congratulations on the season total win. Uh, I hope for your sake that you actually took that 29 and 21 record and made some money off of it, but you probably didn't because you're a sucker. Uh, and uh, that's that's where we're going to end it. So thank you so much, everybody, for uh, tagging along and listening to our picks and hearing us break down the Big Ten this season. It was kind of an odd year. It was a short year. It was a crazy year. Um, so forgive us for or forgive me for not being as good as I should have been, but thankfully we had Jesse to save the day. Uh, enjoy the national championship game. Enjoy the off season. Enjoy your life again, and uh, we'll catch you next time, whenever that is. 